It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Auburn. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas in with you guys as we are every weekday. How are you this morning, Zach? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm liking this thing on Thursdays where you drive. I think this is the nice kind of change of pace for the week. Me too. Me too. Uh, Today we're going to hit on some uh, quick news that dropped yesterday. We've got uh, a few Ole Miss updates. We're going to talk about leadership, do some superlatives. I had fun with that last week, so we're going to do it again. Cool. And then hit on some listener questions. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They've got an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Zach, we'll start with uh, some basketball news. The SEC Big 12 Challenge released uh, their game matchups, and Auburn is going to play Baylor in Waco. Yes, I, uh, I love this. I love that Auburn's a part of this. You know, there was a few years where Auburn kind of got left out of this SEC Big 12 Challenge. Um, when, when I first saw the matchup, I'm like, cool, that's great. And then you know some uh, some some folks that have been Auburn basketball fans, you know pre Bruce Pearl era, probably immediately thought back to that NIT matchup in Beard Eve's Coliseum, where Auburn just totally like got to the free throw line. I believe it was Dwayne Reed uh, got to the free throw line and uh, just kind of fell apart at the very end of that game. Um, that's probably one of the more frustrating times I've ever been watching an Auburn basketball team. Was was that Auburn-Baylor NIT matchup in Beard Eves. But hopefully they get redemption. Obviously a, a totally different culture now. And uh, I think it's cool that Auburn's a part of this. So I, I love this uh, I love this Big 12 SEC challenge that they do every year in basketball. Yeah, it should be a really fun game. Um, you guys remember last season Baylor was was number one in the country for a long time. So that, that should be a lot of fun. Is Davion Mitchell still on that team? Do you know? I feel like he was a senior last season. Okay. But to be honest with you, I have no idea. Yeah, because he transferred there, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to uh, Ole Miss. 
also perusing the uh, the websites last night. Um, apparently, because of the cocoa, Ole Miss is having to move three players from offense to defense. And Lane Kiffin says he's pretty sure we're going to see them on Saturday. Uh, one guy was moved before the season and two guys were moved just this week. Um, they're having some uh, some real depth issues. And this is their solution. Uh, Zach, th- I mean, this is this is either very good for Auburn or very bad for Auburn. I mean, Ole Miss's defense can't get much worse, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been um, really, really bad. Yeah, per the uh, OM Spirit, the the 24-7 sports site for Ole Miss, yeah. they rank 77th out of 77 college football teams that have played games this season in scoring defense, allowing 47 points per game. They're 75th against the run, 72nd against the pass, Whoa. and 76th in total defense. Golly. So, Ooh. I mean. This game has just like the, all the makings of like a total just Auburn meltdown. I just, I don't feel good about it at all this weekend, Pappas. I just, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel good about it. Yeah, I on the other hand. You feel good about it? This is going to be a get-right game. They're playing the worst defense in college football. Yeah, they're going to come out. The offense is going to look great, and they're going to they're going to do some good things. That that's what I'm running with. Until I see otherwise, okay. I, I'm going to go with hope on this one. And maybe I'm just trying to convince myself, but you know, I hope that's the case. I I hope they do that. I think the good thing here is going to be. Ole Miss just not having a pass rush whatsoever. Mm-hmm. My hope is Bo stays in the pocket, uses this to get some real speed, game speed type reps, staying in the pocket, trusting his offensive line, and just kind of relying on the timing of these pass patterns that Chad Morris has drawn up. A lot of people hating on the scheme. I really don't have an issue with it. I do wish they'd run the ball a little bit more, but... As far as guys are getting open, I, that's not really my concern. I don't think Chad Morris has like created this terrible offense by any means. I just think the execution's been really poor, and they just haven't really prepared guys to to capitalize on certain situations. So, once again, like I, I really hope Bo is just trusting his offensive line on Saturday because I think he's going to be able to. It's just the big thing is like, all right, you know, you, you you've worked the last several weeks. To, uh, to kind of perfect all these timings and all of these routes and you know focus on chunk plays and getting open and all of that. I think they've done that. They just haven't been able to put it all together. So hopefully, you know, a few weeks into the season, they'll be ready to go. It, I mean, we've seen this before, right? Where Gus Mal's on offenses, they just kind of, you know, out of the gate, they look really, really clunky. And then about five, six, seven weeks into the season, after they've lost two games, they start putting everything together. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him pop this week. It, it really wouldn't. I just have a weird feeling about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, SEC StatCat tweeted out last night uh, a list of uh, the SEC players with the most tight window slash contested targets going into week five. And Seth it has Williams to be Seth is- Williams, yeah. 
Yeah, Seth Williams is number one with 23. And Elijah Moore from Ole Miss is number two with 14. Interesting. So, I don't know if that's because Bo is forcing the ball to Seth or because Seth is struggling to get open. Well, you know, I've I made this comment and then a few Bo weeks is ago. It to Seth. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, I've been I, you know, I made this comment it's like every time Seth gets targeted, it's like he's got a dude draped all over him and he's having to fight through contact to get all these catches. And uh yeah, I I would like to know a deeper breakdown of is Seth not getting open or is he just is Bo is Bo just going to him. I think it's the latter because we have seen Seth be open as well, but I don't know. I and you know that that Jordan Rogers video got a lot of uh, got a lot of attention and then kind of forced a lot of criticism towards the coaching staff. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they call a play and they're like, throw it to Seth no matter what. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that 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 would not shock me at all. Yeah, absolutely. All hey. right, moving on to uh, to the next. Little thing here. On to the so next during, one. Yeah, during during the South Carolina game, uh, obviously it was uh, it, it got a little chippy there, and there were quite a few players that were talking trash. Um, a lot of people have been very angry about it this week. Zach, I want to hear your opinion about that. Cool. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I personally wouldn't do it when you give up a 15-yard play. And you get up and start talking smack, but I don't know, man. I, I I think there's strategy to that. I think there's you know it's a way to pump yourself up. I mean, different athletes you know get inspired different ways. I have no issue with smack talk. I think I love it. I think uh, I'm a very competitive person, and so I, obviously, if you're playing college football at this high of a level, you're you're probably pretty competitive as well. So I don't I don't have an issue with it really at all. Um, I do think at some point you need to be aware of the optics of it. But the trash talking itself, I don't have an issue with. I would I'm like to, a I, massive fan. Me too. Yeah, I want to know what Sherwood was saying because, like, I bet it was some pretty good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's that aspect to it. But there's also, you know, we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, like, they need a leader. They need someone to step up. They need, you know, KJ Britt is out. Who's going to step up and be the face of the defense, the leader in the locker room, blah, blah, blah. And, and you saw – you know, one guy start talking trash and then other guys rally behind him and join in. And I know that, like, you know, maybe that's not the the perfect ideal of, of, of leadership that people have. But, I mean, you know, if, if that's what the defense wants to be, if they're just going to come out and be, you know, rude and – just smash people in the face and then let them know about it. Yeah. Even after an eight yard gain, if Sherwood lays the wood and then is going to stand up and be like, you know, I just hit you really hard. Right. Then I'm a huge fan. Do it. Come out and be that defense. That's just mean. Yeah. And then talks trash to people about it no matter what. I mean, that was the big thing. Uh, the biggest criticism after the Georgia game was Auburn's not mean. And it's like, well, maybe they're kind of making efforts to do that. I think they're tired of being pushed around. So, yeah, uh, I think we're on the same page there. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, everything these days, go, 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 nonstop. I mean, uh, with work, with family. Heck, I got a, I got a newborn baby. So, I mean, everything is it's just constantly go, go, go. Well, Coors Light is the beer that is made to chill. 
Mountain cold refreshment as cold as the Rockies. It's crisp and refreshing. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So, I I don't know. I think it's just that satisfying opening of a can of Coors Light. And you know, you just kind of get to uh, take your mind off things for a few minutes. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So, when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Celebrate responsibly and get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Also, love our friends at rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been selling auto parts direct to consumers and customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. I saved a lot of money using rockauto.com. Several folks listening to the show have saved a lot of money using rockauto.com. And a lot of hosts throughout the Locked On Podcast Network have stories. I mean, my biggest story is just saving money on <laughs> installing um, a headlight on my, my wife's um, SUV. But uh, other folks, I, I know Ross with Locked On Saints, he like, somebody stole his tailgate and he, uh, he was able to buy a tailgate for really cheap and install it himself. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked On, and how did you hear about us, Box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So, Pappas, we did this segment for the first time last week. We liked it, got some positive feedback from it, but we got some superlatives to look at going into this weekend. Five new ones for this week. Completely switching it up. Okay. Number one, right off the bat, best dancer. Uh, Smoke Monday comes to mind here. Really, you, you feel like we're gonna we're gonna come away from this game and say Smoke Monday was the best dancer? I mean, he's he's gonna have to make make some plays out there. Okay, it's coming out of this game. Okay, my bad. I misunderstood the assignment. It would have to be a skill player. So I will go with um. I'll go with Eli Stove. I'll say he gets the ball in space and makes some guys miss, and uh, uses his feet. So I, I'll go with Eli Stove. I mean. I didn't want you to change your answer. I mean, it could be Smoke Monday. I just don't know how many opportunities he's going to have to dance. I, I misunderstood. I misunderstood what we were doing. That's on me. Okay. Um, I was thinking like touchdown dance. Um, so I'm going to go with Tank Bigsby. Okay. Number two. I feel like he has the best chance of scoring touchdowns, to be honest with you. Yeah. Maybe for, we'll see him do uh, do a little dance when he gets there. To be fair, Number though, two. I mean, he hadn't gotten a whole lot of love in the red zone, so maybe DJ Williams is the guy to go with there. Yeah, that could be it also. Okay. Not the worst idea I've ever heard. Number two, most unforgettable. Uh, I'll go with Tank here. Tank Bixby is kind of the easy answer. I don't think Ole Miss is going to be able to tackle too well. And I think Tank is going to be a human highlight reel or has at least has the opportunity to be a human highlight reel on Saturday. So I'll go with Tank Bixby for a most unforgettable going into this game with Ole Miss. I'm going to go with Bo Nix, uh, good or bad. I, I think he is the one that we're going to come away from this game saying that uh, we can't forget. We're not going to be able to forget his performance. Okay. Number three, most involved. I'll go... Um, 
You know, I'll give my guy some love here. I'll go Brandon Council. I think okay. I think he's being involved. He's been most involved as far as getting the offensive line to kind of be. You know, he's been the constant there. Uh, him and Nick Brahms, but he's just better than Nick Brahms is. So I'll give it to, to Brandon Council. And this is a Brandon Council podcast. Um, yeah, this is still a Brandon Council podcast after hands to the face penalty on fourth and five. Yes. Okay. We're loyal here. Mm-hmm. We're loyal here. Yeah, yeah, and you know we, we played that that audio from Malzon yesterday talking about you know the offensive line. It's like the same five guys, you know, finally all back together. And so, um, I think the offensive line is going to be very involved. And I think uh, from Locked On Auburn's perspective, the face of the Auburn offensive line is uh, is Brandon Council. Because once again, this is a Brandon Council podcast. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chainsaw McLean. You hate offensive linemen. You hate it when I bring up an offensive lineman. What's up? With I don't. That? Hate- I don't hate it when you bring up an offensive line. The disappointment in your voice when I say Brandon Council, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not disappointed. I just think um, I, I was just surprised that we're still a Brandon Council podcast. Oh, my gosh. We will always be a Brandon Council podcast. Mm. Always is a long time. <laughs> it's true. Always is a long time. That's true. Uh, I'm going with Chainsaw McLean. Dude has been absolutely everywhere uh, the last couple weeks, and I think he just keeps getting better and better as the weeks move on. I think he's going to be uh, the most involved. Okay. Number four, most liked by parents. I saw you put this on the outline. I have no idea what to say to this. Uh, Kevin Steele, I don't know. <laughs> really? Hmm. Everyone loves Kevin Steele. I, I don't. I don't know what you want me to say. Which players most liked by parents coming out of the uh, the Ole Miss game? What's your yeah. answer here? Um, my answer here is not Jamie and Sherwood. Okay, that's my answer for number four. Anyone but Jamie and Sherwood. Because that's who everyone is mad at for trash talking. If if you're listening to this, uh, who would you give the superlative of most liked by parents if you're projecting, if you're projecting it through this uh, this upcoming game? Let us know two zero five five zero two four two eight five or tweet at us. I'm at Z Blackerby. Michael's at Couch Potato. The show's at Locked On Auburn. Uh, I'm genuinely curious how people would respond to this because I I I saw this last night. I thought about it. You know. Last night and this morning, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what to say about this. And number five, best celebrity lookalike. Um, I think uh, I think there's a chance uh, on Saturday. See, I want to say Tank for everything, and I just can't. I just can't do it. So I'll say Seth Williams um, looks a lot like. Um, I think he looks like the Terminator. On Saturday, so I'm going to go with that because I think he's just going to terminate the Ole Miss defense. Hmm. Okay. Um, I would have accepted Tank here. I already, uh, I already said Tank. It, I don't want to say Tank more than once. Intern Jaws likes to say that Tank looks like Alvin Kamara. I don't see it. We've gotten Tank comparisons to Cadillac. Yeah. I feel like that would have worked. Um, I so you're doing celebrity as in just like 
professional athletes. I mean, they're celebrities, are they not? Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, I would argue that they're more of celebrities than, you know, movie characters. But, hey, you know, at least athletes are real people. Well, you think um, Alvin Kamara is a bigger celebrity than Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's not what you said. You didn't say Arnold Schwarzenegger. You said Terminator. Got it. Okay. Those are different people. Uh, are they, though? Are um, they? Yeah. Are they, though? Yeah. Okay, finish this up. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Owen Papo. And uh, my celebrity is a very good football player because, you know, that's what Jaws thought he was going to be this season. So shout out intern Jaws. All right. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Homefield Apparel. Go to homefieldapparel.com and use promo code Auburn, easy as that, A-U-B-U-R-N, for 20% off of their new Auburn line. Uh, I say it's new. They've had a, they've had a few big, uh, big new Saturdays, big football Saturdays since then. But uh, their Auburn sales did tremendously well. They wanted to keep partnering with us through the end of the year, so please show them some love. Uh, we have a few of those shirts. They're the most comfortable shirts that we own. Very cool vintage apparel. They've got a nice selection of kind of vintage brands or vintage branded Aubie stuff or, you know, old Auburn logos. All look super clean and it's all very, very comfortable. Homefieldapparel.com. Once again, use promo code Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N for 20% off of your order at homefieldapparel.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Pappas, we got some listener questions. Randy from Milwaukee, he's uh, he is down on the Tigers right now. Uh, he texts us in at 205-502-4285. My embarrassing score prediction, Ole Miss 48, Auburn 10. Nothing we've seen in four games tells us different. Ole Miss is at home, and Lane has always run over Auburn. What are your thoughts on Randy from Milwaukee's score prediction? Uh, that seems very unlikely to me. Uh, I would argue that there's quite a bit we've seen through four games that tells us different, uh, like the fact that Auburn hasn't given up 48 points or that, you know, Auburn typically doesn't get, like, blown out by 38. If he loses 48 to 10, like... He might get left in Oxford. Right. Like, that's it. Like, the Gus Malzahn era is effectively over, right, if that happens, yeah, I mean, he might get the Lane Kiffin treatment and get left in Oxford. Yeah. Um, all right, Kevin sends a text. And, uh, Kevin, you sent this again, and we appreciate it. We meant to get to it yesterday. We just ran out of time. Two-part question from Kevin. Has anyone ever asked Gus why, in year eight, his offense is a work in progress, just like he said after the 2019 Georgia game? And number two, has anyone asked Gus to account for his horrid O-line recruiting over the last four to five years. So Gus has mentioned that it's been tough for them to get tackles before when they have gotten tackles. But 
coaches can't publicly say a whole lot about recruiting um, just because they can't really like tamper with things. I don't fully understand why the ruling is the way it is, but they're very limited what they can talk about with that. But I don't think anyone has asked why in year eight his offense is still a work in progress. Answer your question, Kevin. I don't, I don't think they have. Michael, have you seen anything to say otherwise? I mean, I don't think anyone has like point blank asked him that. Um, I think, yeah, no, I, I don't think anyone has asked him that point blank. We got another question from Matt on Twitter. Love the show, guys. Not wait, sure. If- wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Can I answer the second part? Yeah, go ahead. I don't think anyone has has asked him to account for his horrid O line recruitment, but um, everyone that I have seen on the internet blame Herb Hand. Yeah, yeah. I I went on Locked On Longhorns because you know he's over there now, and they wanted to talk mm-hmm. about Herb Hand and like. It, they're going through the same stuff there, like, and they're going to deal with it for the next three or four years. Like, it's just, it, it stinks, but it's just kind of the way it is. It's going to take time. I mean, the class they've got coming in is fine, um, and I think they've got JUCO guys, and once they're healthy and get in the system now, I think next year they'll be fine, assuming they get the start. So, it's just recruiting. It's not going to affect you instantly. It's going to affect you for the next few years, and it's just, that's just kind of the nature of it, and it stinks. So, um. Hopefully this class is enough, this 2021 class is enough to kind of get them past all of that and kind of get some positive momentum going forward. Getting second for like virtually every tackle that went to an SEC team, it's, uh, it's just, it stinks. I mean, Auburn went on a very bad run of getting second and third and all these guys. Getting second in recruiting does nothing for you. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And like you watch Tennessee and Florida and Alabama and you like see all these tackles and it's like, oh, Auburn was in his top three. <laughs> it seems like it was like for every single one of them. It just just didn't matter. Didn't turn into anything. Um, you got any more on that? That is all. Matt sends us uh, a message. Love the show, guys. Not sure if this has been discussed or not or if I had missed it. But where is Mark Anthony Richards? Can we expect to see him at all this year? Um, we kind of made the joke like, is Mark Anthony Richards like, does he exist is he real? Do we actually know that he's a person? Um, joking aside, like I, I've I've read a few things on message boards saying that it's like um, it's it's a mental thing that he can't really grasp the playbook. I don't know how true that is. I'm not sure. Gus made the comment he's still learning the the playbook. He said that a few weeks into fall camp. So maybe there's truth in that. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's certainly strange that fall camp this year and fall camp last year, we hear, heard all about how good Mark Anthony Richards is, um, and then this season he's healthy, and your starting running back gets injured in the first game, and he still hasn't gotten on the field. Um, seems odd. Maybe Auburn will blow out Ole Miss, and then we'll get to see him. I'd like to see him. You know, uh, Regardless of what he's done, I feel like he deserves a chance. I know Auburn fans are excited about him, but it's going to be really hard for them to feed three guys at the same time. And I'm really curious to see what the balance looks like with Shivers, Tank, and DJ when Shivers comes back because DJ is going to get touches just because he's so good at blocking and pass protection. And then they put him on the field at wide receiver so they can kind of sub and go fast if they need to and put him at running back. So... I don't know I don't know what you do from a snap count standpoint between the three of them. Like do you take 
Because I feel like if Shivers comes back and plays a similar role that he did against Kentucky, it's going to eat into Tank's carries. Just a guess. Oh my gosh, if that happens. Burn everything down. Like People are going to freak out. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bad. But my logic makes sense there, though, right? Yeah, yes, it does. Because I don't think you're going to see Tank or Shivers on, on the field on third and ten. Consistently. I mean, you don't, unless it's like a screen pass or they're running a route, you don't want them on the, you don't right. want either of those guys pass blocking. Yeah, you're right. And then if they want to like do no huddle, then it's like that's your personnel for the next few plays. Mm-hmm. So just from a snap standpoint, I mean, that just adds up over the course of a game. So we'll see. I, I hope Shivers comes back. I think this team is better when Shivers is on the field. Um, you'd love to see a way for them to work out the, him and Tank on the field at the same time. I would love to see what that looks like. So, Pappas, where can people find you, bud? Follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. I'm on Twitter at Z Black. We shows on Twitter at Locked on Auburn, on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We're also on TikTok if you're into that sort of thing. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.